Good day, folks. Welcome back to another episode of the Cox Talks podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Trevor Cox, and welcome back to episode two. First and foremost, thank you to everyone who took the time out of their day to listen to the very first episode. Um, I got to say, I'm pretty surprised by the support and by the amount of downloads, and especially by, I'm pretty surprised by the feedback to be most honest with you. Uh, I was a little hesitant to kick that out as my first episode because all the F shots and just how aggressive it was. But it turns out it seemed to be from from the feedback I got seems like it was some pretty relatable content and it sounded pretty real and and genuine and from the heart and and allegedly that's what people want to hear. So I guess I'll just keep kicking them out here. So a little bit of housekeeping off the top now that we got the thanks out of the way. Uh, Don't forget this. As of this recording, uh, the podcast is not yet available on Apple. I'm still awaiting approval. But uh, if you keep an eye on my social media, I will let everybody know when it does become available on Apple. I'm just waiting on approval. So maybe they didn't like all the F shots, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Anyways, you can still find the podcast on Spotify, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. And yeah. Don't forget to tell your friends about the Cox Talks podcast. If they want a good laugh, they want some entertainment, zero education going on here, but hey, we're all an entertainment all day. Uh, new social media page up at the Cox Talks podcast on Instagram. Um, that's where I'm going to be posting a bunch of stuff, you know, upcoming episodes, upcoming guests, just shit I find on the internet or whatever that I find entertaining that I feel falls in with the uh, guidelines of the Cox Talks podcast. So yeah, and of course, you can email me with questions, concerns, comments, dilemmas at the Cox Talks podcast at gmail.com. If you're one of my really close friends, if you're lucky enough to be one of my really close friends, relatives, or, or whatever, you can get a hold of me on my cell phone. I, w- I will answer those messages. I'm not giving my number out um, and uh, or or my, my personal pages at Trevor Dofsky on either Twitter and or Instagram. So yeah, one episode out the door. This is the second episode. So for that guy that called me out from Alberta that said I was going to be a one and done, Suck it, buddy. Here's my second episode. You know who you are. You know who you are up there on Gladys Ridge, you tall fucker. Anyways, here's my second episode. So we'll see if I kick any more out after this. I had to kick out a second episode just to shut that jabroni up. So today's episode, we're going to talk a little hockey. Okay. I, I thought it would take me longer to get to a hockey episode than the second than the second episode. I really tried to hold off as long as I could, but Word is starting to trickle down that here in Ontario, anyways, the Ontario Hockey Association, they have a tentative uh, date of October 1st to start uh, the upcoming season, which is great news. Now, having said that, I'll believe it when I see it. And I believe the Ontario Hockey League has followed suit, or I guess the Ontario Hockey Association would follow suit of the OHL. Now, as far as minor hockey goes, um, I'm a little bit disconnected from minor hockey. I'm not sure if they've released any dates yet um ice time right now ice time's pretty hard to get here in ontario and anything that's available is booked up but i know there's still a lot of arenas that are being used as vaccination centers so that's causing a bit of an issue too as far as getting ice time in and getting and getting everybody skating so hey i like let's let's get the kids back to the rink i mean I, I my heart goes out to you parents i don't know what you guys did between the homeschooling and keeping your kids entertained all last winter I honestly don't know what the fuck you did because I know it was hard enough to keep myself entertained and that's why we have this podcast here, the, the child, I guess, of of being so fucking bored all winter with nothing to do. 
No coaching hockey for me. No playing hockey uh, with the greatest men's league team ever, the Mudmuckers. Shout out to the boys, Muckers. Let's go, Muckers. Um, hey, I mean, as as far as men's league go, I'm sure I'm sure everybody out there that's listening that plays men's league, you guys want to get back to the rink too. Because let's face the facts here: that you get to this age, you get like over thirty, okay, and you've put on that fifteen to twenty to twenty five to thirty pounds <laughs> from your playing days. It's not really so much about the hockey anymore as it is about just sitting around the dressing room with the boys, having a couple cocktails, ripping some darts, you know, complaining about the old lady, complaining about the kids. You know, it's just a it's just a nice little escape for the boys. So, hey, let's let's get the rinks open, let's get vaccinations going, whatever. And let's get let's get back on the rinks. The kids need to get active again. The kids need to socialize with one another. And the kids the kids out there they need to uh, they need to get back into a team atmosphere so they can learn some life lessons. That's for sure. So yeah. So listen, let's touch on the upcoming hockey season here. Okay. So first and foremost, I do believe there's going to be a hockey season. I think it's going to be vastly different from what we're used to with the rules and regulations and protocols and whatnot when as it involves the COVID dilemma i'm gonna call it a fucking dilemma sick of calling it a fucking pandemic or whatever they're calling it these days so what we need to do as parents and and please keep in mind when i when i discuss parenting i'm not a parent that i'm aware of yet so i mean i i i don't know exactly what you parents are going through and i don't know how to be a parent so but what i'm basing my judgment on is if i had kids I'm basing it on how I would handle such situations. So bear with me here. I'm not a parent. I'm just kind of speaking from the heart here. But as parents, I guess, okay, I'm not a parent. I get it. As parents, we need to just bite the bullet and accept these rules and regulations. Yeah, it's not going to be perfect. It's going to be a pain in the ass. We know that. But guess what? It's been a pain in the ass for what, 18, 19 months now? So let's just deal with it a little longer because... It's going to be about the kids and the kids need this social event. This kids need this team atmosphere. The kids need physical activity more than anybody else. And and we're going to have to bite the bullet on these, these rules and protocols and just we're all going to have to get along because Jesus Christ, it's about the kids. Okay. That's what it's about. It's about the kids. Now, having said that, I want to talk to you parents a little bit. Okay. So as a coach that's been involved in hockey for a long time, and I was involved as a player for a long time. I want to talk to you parents about a few little things for the upcoming season. Okay. First of all, there's, yes, what we just discussed. Let's all just get along for one season, please. For the love of fucking God, can we all get along? And I know what's everybody's thinking. Everybody's thinking, you know, oh, my child lost a year of development. My child lost a year of hockey. He's falling behind. Well, guess what? They're probably not falling behind because every fucking kid lost a year of development. Okay. Every kid lost a year of playing hockey so I can already see what's going to happen you know a lot some of these parents out there you know they're going to be oh well my kid should be getting more ice time and this and that and 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 this happens on a normal fucking year okay but I think it's going to be under the microscope even more because we've lost that year of hockey and parents are afraid of their of their children's development on the ice Just relax. We're all in the same boat. Everybody lost a season of hockey, okay? At least, look at it this way. At least if your kid is a novice, an Adam, even a peewee, okay? They've still got years and years and years ahead of them to develop. 
What if your child was a 17 or an 18 year old that was off playing junior A and their season got canceled or junior B or whatever? Or maybe they were they were a 20 year old who never got to play their final season. Imagine being in in that parent's shoes, okay? Not being able to see their child play their last season of hockey, missing out on opportunities to go to a university or or the OHL or the WHL or whatever. Imagine being those parents, okay? So if you think you've got it bad, I'm here to tell you, there's always a hockey parent out there who has it worse than you do, okay? So just calm down, relax. We're all in the same boat as far as 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 being a step behind with development due to COVID. Nobody's fallen behind, okay? Nobody's fallen behind. So the next thing I want to discuss is, let's, let's lay off the fucking coaches here too for a season, okay? So think about it for a second. These coaches are going to have to fucking deal with all these new protocols, all these new rules, all this COVID stuff. Plus, they're going to have to coach the team. They're going to have to come up with practice plans. They're going to have to come up with a system for their team. They're going to have to evaluate players. They're going to have to cut players. They're going to have to sign players. The coaches have a lot of stuff on their plate, okay? And too many times I see parents, they run around, they run around the lobby or they run around the dressing room or they run around the hotels at away tournaments and what do they do? They undermine the coach, okay? They run around, they're talking behind his back. Oh, I could do a better job. Oh, I don't know why he's got Shane on the power play. Fucking Aiden would, Aiden's a better right-hand shot. He should be on the power play there and and then they get in the car on the ride home with their kid and they tell the kid to do everything the exact opposite way the coach tells them. So so let's say, for example, a coach has his centerman playing deep in the, def- in the defensive zone because he wants to run a real defensive tight ship. And the parent goes and tells his, his son, who's a centerman, that no, he needs to be hanging around the blue line because, I mean, how are you going to get any breakaways if you're down in the corner helping the defenseman fight for the puck? Well, guess what? The coach is coaching the team for a reason. You're not. You didn't care to volunteer your time. You didn't fill out a coach's application. Okay? You didn't go through the interview process. You're not at home designing practices. You're not at home coming up with systems for the team. If you think you can do a better job as a coach, by all means, fill out the application. Go through the coaching process. But I'll tell you what. If your child is going to play for the same team and you become coach... You better hope that the team is just as good, if not better, than the coach before you that you wanted to run around the arena and undermine. It's pretty easy to coach a hockey team from the stands, that's for sure. Pretty easy, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Just like when you're sitting at home and you're watching the Leaf game, right? Uh, All you pigeons out there, to to quote my buddy Rick Rowley, all you pigeons watching the Leaf game, you, you you don't understand why Sheldon Keefe does this or why Sheldon Keefe does that and... Fuck, why's Kyle Dubas signing this guy? And why'd Kyle Dubas trade that guy? Well, fuck, put your application in then. Put your application into MLSE and let's see how far you can take the Leafs. This is going to be, the upcoming season is going to be very trying for coaches, parents, managers, and even the young children, the players. So so again, back to the first statement, let's just all get along, okay? Let's bite the bullet for one season, put all our differences aside, put all our opinions aside, because at the end of the day, this is about the kids. Correct? It's about the kids. So take your personal agendas as a parent, okay? Throw them out the fucking window for one season, please. Throw them out the window. Nobody wants them. Nobody needs them, okay? Personal agendas as a parent in the minor hockey system, they don't work, okay? They are the recipe for failure. They are the recipe for conflict, and nobody needs that because, again, I remind you, 
It's about the kids. Furthermore, this summer, before the season even starts, I don't exactly know. I think a lot of the teams might be already picked for the upcoming season as far as minor hockey goes, especially the elite, the AAA. But I could be mistaken because when the fuck, I guess, when the fuck would they add ice time to, to make a team? I urge you parents to talk to your kids, okay? I see too many parents... They're involved with one organization that the child plays with that organization. And all of a sudden, the same age group in a different organization, they're putting together a super team, okay? They got a really good program. They got kids are flocking to go and play there. They're recruiting. They're doing this. They're doing that. Before you just pick up the phone and call the coach or, or email the coach or whatever to ask him if he's got a spot for your kid, sit and think about this. If your kid was good enough, would they not contact you? If they're building a super team and you thought your kid was good enough to play, do you not think he'd be on the radar? If you're calling a coach or a manager or whatever to try and get your child on one of these super teams, I'm going to call them, it's probably not going to work out. Your child's going to be an outsider from day one because I'll tell you something for free. These these coaches, these organizations, the, they go out and they recruit players, okay? They know they've got kids on the radar. Years and years ago, the hockey world was a very small world. And guess what? With all the social media, with all the connectivity that we have in today's society, the hockey world is even smaller than it used to be. So if your kid's good enough, they're going to know about them. They're, they're going to be on the radar. Okay. And they'll come looking for you. But what I'm, what I'm, what I mean is ask your child, talk to your child. You know, maybe they've developed some really good friendships on that team that they're currently with. Maybe they've got a really good relationship with the coach. And they're just really comfortable playing hockey there. Are there better organizations out there with better development and so on and so forth? Yes, there is. But let's call a spade a spade. Is your child going to the NHL? Let's be serious here. Is your child going to the NHL? Look up the statistics and get back to me. Okay, go go on Google. Google the statistics of how many, and I'm not going to do it for you because I'm a lazy fucker. But you can do it, and you can get back to me, and you can tell me if you think your kid's going to go to the NHL. So ask your kids what they want to do, because there's a really good chance they don't want to leave the team that they're playing for, okay? And so let, again, back to the personal agendas as a parent, throw it out the window. It's not about you, okay? It's not about your wants. It's not about your desires. It's about your kids' wants and desires, okay? So talk to your kids a little more often about that what they want to do with their hockey career. And finally, for you parents out there, and, and this is one that really strikes me, okay? As elite hockey parents, and I'll call you parents that, you know, your children play AAA, which in Ontario here for minor hockey, that's as high as you can get is, is AAA, okay? If you're a AAA parent, stop looking down your noses at parents and or kids that don't play AAA, okay? Just because you, just because your child plays AAA does not make you a better fucking human being than anybody else. And I'll tell you why. Number one, okay, hockey life is not the be-all, end-all in today's world, okay? Second of all, I hate to break it to you, but there's a lot of really good hockey players out there that don't play AAA. Might be a financial problem. Might be the fact that these kids just want to stay in their home in their home center and play with their buddies. Where your kid plays hockey and whether he's wearing $1,400 skates and using a $350 stick does not change the way I view you on a social status level, okay? Get over yourselves. AAA hockey is not the be-all, end-all. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of kids out there playing midget AAA hockey that are either going to just hang them up 
after midget AAA because they're sick of the politics. They're sick of the bullshit. They're sick of having their dad or their mom scream at them on the way home because they didn't do this and they didn't do that. There's a lot of midget AAA hockey players that are just going to go play, you know, junior C or junior B here in Ontario. There's a lot of AAA midget hockey players that are going to play in the O. And that's just fine. That's okay. Because guess what? At Back when, when your child was four or five or six or seven or whenever it was, you put them into hockey. You put them into hockey for a few reasons. Number one was the experience. Number two, some physical activity. Number three, you wanted them to make friends, okay? And number four, you probably wanted them to make some memories, okay? So your AAA memories mean no more to you. They're no more important than than a, a hockey parent's memories, okay? So knock it off. Knock it off with the with the social snobbery. Is that even a fucking word? The snobbery? Because because you and your child are involved in AAA programs. So that's my little lecture for you parents out there. And I'm sorry if it sounds like a lecture. And I'm sorry if I come across a little hot. But guess what? These seem to be the major problems within minor hockey. And this upcoming season, we don't need those problems. Let's let, let's let this minor hockey season try and go as smoothly as possible without any issues. Okay, so now I got some advice for you fucking players out there, okay? And this this is more, this is advice for more of the older age groups because that's what I deal with. I've never coached anything younger than Bantam. And even that was a stretch for my coaching style. Um, someday maybe... Let me know on the let reach out and let me know actually if you'd like to hear some of my former players come on. I'm gonna really have to censor what we talk about, but if you want to hear some of my former players come on to, to hear some old coxy coaching stories from the West, yeah, good times, good times out there. But yeah, these these kind of this advice is gonna go kind of to the older players, okay? Because that's that's what I know and that's what I deal with on a coaching level. So here we go. First of all, if you're a player that is coming down a level. So let's say you're playing junior C and you're coming down to, to junior B or junior C or even midget AAA, okay? You better sh- fucking check that ego at the door. And I'll tell you why. Never put yourself a fucking above the team. You're not better than anybody else in that dressing room, okay? If you were better than everybody else in that dressing room, you would still be playing junior A, okay? That's, that's a fact. So you're not better than anybody else in that dressing room, okay? There's a good chance that before that team sent you down that they offered you to every other fucking team in the league and nobody wanted you. Okay? Think about that. Nobody else wanted you in that league. So are you really good enough for that league? Maybe. Maybe not. Is it a political thing? Maybe. You're going to tell yourself that. That's for sure. But when you come to, when you come to your new team and you walk through that dressing room door, check your ego at the door. Okay? Because nobody likes a cancer in that dressing room. You got to mesh with your team. You got to get in there. You got to feel it out. And here's something else. If you if you're playing junior A as a grinder and you come back to a, to another lower level, stick to the grind game. Just because you were at a higher level doesn't mean you're going to fill the net with points, okay? If you're a grinder, stick to grinding. That's what the junior A team took you for. They were they didn't have you there to score goals, okay? If you're not a goal scorer, figure it out. Fuck, it's not rocket appliances. Stick to grinding, know your role, stick to what you're good at, and that's what will make you successful. Don't come in that dressing room looking down your nose at all those other, at all, all your new teammates because you were playing junior A somewhere. That's not how it works, okay? That's not how it works. Second, if you get cut from a team, guess what? It's not the end of the world. This is fucking Canada. There's a hockey team on every street corner, all right? So just relax. You get cut from a team, 
It just wasn't meant to be. Take take your business elsewhere, okay? Like I said, there's teams everywhere. Don't sit at home and sulk and quit hockey because I guarantee you're gonna you're gonna regret quitting hockey when you're 17, 18, 19 years old, and and you know exactly why. Fucking chicks, chicks dig hockey players, man. And if you're not a hockey player, pff, better take fucking guitar lessons because the only thing chicks love more than a hockey player is a guy that plays guitar. Commitment. Okay, if you sign with a team in, you know, September, August, fucking October, whenever, stay true to your goddamn commitment, okay? I've seen a lot of guys that, you know, they they book a trip in February or December or January, whenever. They book a trip to fucking Cancun right in the middle of the season. Oh, well, coach, I booked it a long time ago. I didn't know if I was going to be playing hockey or not. Well, yeah, you fucking did. You knew you were going to be playing hockey. You just you just wanted to be selfish. You know what? When your hockey career is over, there's all fucking kind. There's all kinds of time to go to Cancun with the fellas. All right. You guys are in. You know, and it never fails. The guy that takes off for a vacation, it's always right in the middle. Of, you know, the team's got the injury bug, or the team's you know making a push down the stretch to make the playoffs, or or even to win home ice advantage. And this superstar decides he's going to Cancun. Well, fuck. You think I don't want to go to Cancun in the middle of the season? God damn right I do. But guess what? As a coach, I made a commitment to the team. I have to honor that commitment to the team. Okay? Have I ever been to Cancun? No. Have I heard stories of what goes on in Cancun? Yes. Do I have a pretty good fucking imagination of what kind of trouble one could get into in Cancun? <laughs> fucking right I do. Okay, but guess what? You made a commitment to the team. Honor that fucking commitment because when you come back, and I'll tell you this, when you come back, you're going to be three steps behind because you're going to go down there and you're going to live off tequila and cigarettes and you're going to lay on the beach. Okay, you're going to come back. You're going to be three steps behind. It's going to take you two weeks to get back into game shape and you're going to pull a fucking groin or something and then you're royally screwed. Don't be taking vacations halfway through the season, period. Here's an issue that really fucking grinds my gears. Okay, so you're a hockey player and you're playing for a team and maybe you're not getting the ice time you think you should be getting. Or you're not on the power play or you're not on the penalty kill or you want to put this guy on your wing or you want this guy as your fucking defense partner and it's not happening, it's not going your way. So what do you do? You come to the rink, you shuffle your feet down the hallway, you shuffle your feet around the dressing room, you hang your fucking head, you sit on the bench, you sulk like a little crybaby. Okay, don't fucking do that. That's not going to get you anywhere. Be a man. Be an adult. Be a human being. Pull your coach aside after practice, after a game, during an intermission, whatever it is. Pull him aside and talk to him. Ask him what you need to do to be better. Ask him what he's seeing, what he need, what he needs out of you. Just, just have a conversation on what's going on. Because I'll tell you what, as a coach, I see a guy sitting down in the middle of the bench sulking because he's not on the power play or he's not on the penalty kill or whatever. I'm not going to come down there and rub your back and fucking pat you on the helmets. Oh, it's okay, Toby. It's okay, Toby. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'll, I'll put you out on the next power play. I, I see you're sad about it, Toby. I know you like to play the power play. I, I know you like to sauce, fucking throw sauce around in the in the offensive zone to get sick apples, Toby. So I'll, I'll throw you out on the next power play. No, that's not how it's going to fucking happen. Okay, you're going to get more results and you're going to get more respect out of your coach if you go and talk to him at, like a hockey player and find out what's going on. And don't forget this part too. It's going to make you a better teammate because when you're sitting on the bench sulking and pouting and whining, that body language speaks, man. And when your teammates pick up on that, they're going to shut you out pretty quick. Remember that. 
You join this organization to be part of a team, not to be an individual. So if you have a problem, get your ass up off the bench, get up along the boards, whether you can still help your team out, okay? Whether it's team morale, pat your buddy on the ass when he gets off the ice, tell me he had a good shift or laid a good hit or or whatever. Maybe you're standing at the boards, you're seeing the ice from a different perspective than your coaches who are standing on the bench, okay? Maybe you're going to pick something out that the coaches haven't picked up on yet. There's still ways you can help your team even though you're not on the ice, okay? So just remember that. Keep that in mind. First and foremost, be a good teammate. And finally, for you players out there, and this goes toward more towards the the midget and the junior players, okay? Back to this, you know, whole team concept thing, all right? Don't be that guy. <laughs> Don't be that fucking guy who just goes home and goes out with his girlfriend after every game instead of going out with the boys, okay? And don't fucking tell me this doesn't happen because I've seen it. I don't think, I don't think I've ever been that guy. I'm pretty sure I have not ever been that guy, but I've goddamn well seen it, okay? And I know what it's like, okay? I know what it's like, fuck. Your old lady, she's up in the stands, you know, she's got the nice, she's got the black pea coat on and, you know, a nice white wool toque and matching mittens and she's sitting in the stands and she's holding the hot chocolate and go Spencer, go Spencer. I love you, Spencer. Woo! Spencer, you're my favorite player. 21 for life. Woo! All right. And then you go out and you have a couple bingos. All right. A couple tucks and a couple apples around. Maybe you got a three or a four point night. All right. You come out after the game. You're you're feeling good about yourself. You go out into the lobby and there's Bay. You know, she's leaning up against the wall and you got your suit and your tie on. And she goes over and you're talking to her. Oh, did you see my goal? Did you see my goal? Did you see See me rip cheds? See me rip cheds there, babe? Yeah, fuck, it's on fire tonight, eh, babe? And uh, she's talking to you, and she's adjusting your tie, and she's making you look good, and you guys fucking hold hands, and you walk out of the arena, and you go home, and you think you're going to get some, okay? Because you guys are so in love, too. These couples are always so in love. It fucking drives me nuts, okay? So you go home, you think you're going to get some, and then first thing she does is she makes you watch The Notebook, well, fuck me running. Who wants to watch the notebook after a hockey game, okay? And then what happens? Well, you guys cuddle up on the couch. You know, you put your comfy clothes on. You cuddle up and you got a bowl of popcorn, a bag of fucking Cool Ranch going. And next thing you know, you're getting all ready. You think you're going to get a piece of tail and boom, she fucking falls asleep because, you know, she's had a couple big shifts at Aritzia or Forever 21 or wherever it is she works. and She falls asleep and you're left sitting there with a wasted boner watching the fucking notebook. Meanwhile, fucking meanwhile, your buddies, your teammates, they're out at the bar. They're having a time. They're getting drinks. They're wheeling some broads. You know, one of your teammates, you know, he's got a thing for bigger girls and he's you know he's chasing a bigger girl around the bar and then there's a other girl there that she stalks the hockey team and she's a she's a hockey team stalker and and the boys are just having a time you know they're on the d floor they're cutting some serious tile the vodka's going down smooth and and you know what this is this is a team bonding session whether you want to believe it or not because i'll tell you what you guys are all gonna have a lot of fun together at the bar okay you're all going to have a lot of fun together at the bar. They're probably going to get into some shenanigans after the bar. If 
you know what I'm talking about. And guess what the topic of conversation is going to be at the next practice or the next game or the next team function. You guys are all going to talk about that time at the bar and you're going to be sitting in the corner sucking your thumb because you went home and watched the notebook basically by yourself. A team is only as strong as its weakest link. And I hate to break it to you if you're the guy that doesn't socialize with his team and doesn't go out and do team stuff with his team because you're attached to your girlfriend's hip well guess what you're the weakest link i hate to break it to you but it's goddamn true okay so don't be that guy get out with the boys have some fun get into some trouble not serious trouble but you know tomfoolery get into some tomfoolery okay the best the most successful teams I've ever been a part of had team cohesiveness. It's a big fucking word, eh? Cohesiveness. Had team cohesiveness like you wouldn't believe. And why was that? Because they hung out together. They went to the bars. They went to parties. They they did <laughs> they did whatever they wanted to do, but they did it together. And I'll tell you what, you listen to any any Frozen Four, Memorial Cup, Stanley Cup, Calder Cup, fucking Talus Cup. Whatever cup these guys are out there winning, what's the first thing they always say? Oh, yeah, we're just such a team in there, you know. Guys, so we always got each other's back, you know. We're always hanging out together. We just, we love each other and we do anything for each other because we're such a team, right? Yeah. Well, if you're that guy that's going out with his girlfriend after every fucking game, your team isn't as strong as you think it is. So don't be that guy. And I'll tell you what, I've seen, and this is true, this is true as well, I've seen more really good hockey careers wasted and ruined by guys that that picked a girlfriend over their teammates and or over their career, okay? So here's what happens. You know, a guy gets recruited or a guy makes a team or whatever, okay, out of town. And he decides he doesn't want to go because he's in love. He's in fucking love. You're 17 years old and you're in love, so you don't move away from home. You stick around for that girl. And guess what? Three weeks later, some some junior A player from the next town over slid into her DMs and he's piping her behind your back. And you, and you wasted an opportunity for this girl because you were in love and you thought you were going to marry her. Well, I'll tell you something else. Very few times, it does happen. It's it's out there and it happens. But if you're, if you're dating a girl when you're 17, 18 and you think you're in love, it, there's a high probability that you're not going to marry her. Okay, take it from me. Okay been down this road a couple times they're probably not gonna marry her okay don't be the guy that always picks his girlfriend over over his teammates i'd make don cherry sick okay be a team player hang out with the boys all right so that's the end of my it's the end of my fucking hockey lectures that's the end of this week's podcast um hope you enjoyed it thanks for listening again don't forget to tell your friends let's get something going here don't be afraid with the feedback any feedback is good feedback don't be afraid to shoot me a message or a show idea or whatever something you'd like to hear me cover maybe you think you're good enough to be on my show maybe you got somebody that should be on my show whatever you got any feedback's good feedback thanks for listening don't forget spotify amazon music Google Podcasts, tell your friends. Thanks for listening. I'm Trevor Cox. That's the pod.